It's time for Shit We Don't Talk About with Mia Voss, powered by Helix Interactive. This is a podcast that covers the things we don't talk about, but totally should. Join Mia and her guests as they dive into the deep end of issues, events, and controversies that too often remain in the dark. How can we change shit if we're not even willing to talk about it? And now, sit back and strap in. Here's your host... Welcome to episode five of the Shit We Don't Talk About podcast. My guest is my good friend, Louisa Garrett, host of the Kindness Summit and creator of Pass the Love and Make Kind Loud. Our topic is childless matriarchs. We'll be discussing our roles in the community, what not to ask us, and how we can get past societal pressures that divide non-moms from the moms. Tune in. Hi, Louisa Garrett. Hello, Mia Boss. So for those of you who are tuning in and listening to my podcast, you may notice a habit of calling my guest sis or sissy. Now, that's not going to happen with everybody. And it's definitely going to happen with this guest who I've known, whom I've known for quite a while now. And in my world, she's just sissy. <laughs> Hi, sissy. Hi, sissy. <laughs> I am very excited for this conversation. This is something that you and I have had running in our lives, little theme running in our lives. And we've discussed it several times. And I thought, now this is shit we don't talk about. (laughs) And if you're also just tuning in and don't have your headphones on, shame on you. Uh, (laughs) You need headphones for this program. Come on. Just by yourself. Come on now. Uh, Childless matriarchs. That's you and me. That's us. That's, That's a great description. It, it is, and it's something that it really is not talked about because you're either childless or you're a matriarch. You right. don't put the two together. Now, this is a new concept that, that literally I've only realized in the last four or five years because in my mind, especially with how I was raised, you and I are in the same age range. You're a little you're younger. <laughs> Just a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. But we're both long in the tooth and wise. Yes. <clears throat> but- I just, I grew, look, you look great, by the way. I, it's all the wine. <laughs> I'm just literally pickled. <laughs> so, you know, drink wine at home, folks. <laughs> that's, that's my commercial. <laughs> love it. I love it. But the way we were both raised, uh, I was raised in the Midwest. Where were you raised, Louisa? Texas. In Texas. Okay. So you are born and Okay. Girlfriend is still in Texas. Texas. Yes. Left for a little bit and then came right on back. (laughs) (laughs) Come on back. I believe that is. We'll leave the light on for you is apparently what they they did for you. (laughs) Come on back. And rightly so, because you are the auntie matriarch of your family. But again, I never put those childless and matriarch together because it always seemed very siloed. If you had kids, then you just kind of took care of your kids. Now, the way that we were raised, I know that was kind of a group thing. Yeah. Um, you, it was a village uh, idea of, um, again, I was raised in the sixties and set born in the sixties, came of age in the seventies and, and early eighties. And, um, this definitely in the Midwest, Champaign, Illinois, you couldn't misbehave and just have it siloed. Right. You misbehave on the street and the neighbor sees you, you might get to beaten probably where I was come from. You did. Yeah. You got to, Hmm. Got the look, maybe a little Spock pinch on the shoulder, something like that. And then the mom, that gal call or man calls your mom, lets you know what's what, 
right? right. So then you get home, business ends. And then when your pops came home, that was the final one. Always reminds me of that scene in A Christmas Story where he's waiting for his dad to come home. <laughs> right. Because he was in trouble. So yeah, then when you and I started talking about this, there is a way to be an influence in your community, in your clan, in yeah. your group, and not have kids. In fact, we got a little bit more energy sometimes depending on where we're at in our life, right? Exactly. Exactly. What I love about it is that you get the love on them and then you get to send them home. Also that. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. That's a that's grandma business right there too. Right. Grandma and auntie business. Like, oh, here you go. Good here to see you. Go. <laughs> Possibly just depending on if you're feeling feisty, you might uh, get them hopped up on some sugar goofballs. You're right. And they had ice cream for dinner. And they had Thank a, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. See ya. But I, for me, especially um, coming from, I, I have this Midwestern again roots and, and the, I know that the women in my family are very empathic. I know that you are as well. So you start adding that in, meaning that we pick up on energy, we pick up on emotion. Yeah. Um, we are, we're contributing as well with not only helping in the society, but helping with kids. Right. Agreed. And, and the kids pick up on them too. I, think, I believe all kids are very empathic and they can feel the energy and who they want to be around. And, and so um, yeah. I find it an honor and a privilege that, you know, they, they want to hang out and flock. So that's cool. The cool kid factor. I mean, it's definitely, uh, th- there's definitely nothing better feeling than that when you get a, a nod from a kid. Right, that, right. You're like, oh. That you're not embarrassing them, you know. <laughs> I do a little of that too, but they don't. Uh, Oh yeah. That was really fun too. (laughs) Oh boy. Here she goes. And she goes again, taking a hundred pictures. Yes, I am. Yes, you have even the baby, uh, the the little (laughs) one. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely link some photos to all of, all of your, is it 20, 24? Is that how many? 24 nieces and nephews. Yeah. Yes. And what I love that you have incorporated into your personal brand is the heartbeats. Yes, they are my heartbeats. And I just feel like with all of the kids that each one of them knows there's such a special place uh, in your world for them too. You recognize the very individual things about them. And you brought something up that I think is so important is that kids are innately empathic, no matter what gender they are. Uh, They start out or they end up being, but it kind of gets talked out of them for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, the world, the world gets to them, and then they're like, "Oh, well, let me let me fit in this box that everyone wants me to be in." Yep. So, which is unfortunate. I I think if if people can keep that as they grow, this world will be such a different place. Instead of trying, like, as you get older, to find it again, if you never lost it, ah, oh, that would be just beautiful. Ooh, that's a mic drop right there. Why <laughs> why ditch it? Just hang on to it, right? Yeah, hang on to it. Totally, but I feel like that's our your role and our roles as matriarchs too of helping to encourage that as well. That it's not just the parents, because again, I always thought it was a super siloed thing. That um, you know, you just kind of kept you know kept to your lane. People yeah. pull in the driveway, they shut the garage door. It's all you know, stay out of that the family business. I think that's a lost art, and I think it's something. Um, that we're, you've embraced for a long time. I'm, again, just in the last four or five years, once again, realizing I wasn't being intrusive if I'm doing it the right way right. to be helpful. But it's like uh, you mentioned at the very beginning, it's the village mentality. 
And I mean, that's just the way we roll in my family. It's like, it's a village and we all like surround the baby and help it grow. And it just doesn't stop. But, um, but I, you know, in other cultures or in other um, situations, that's not necessarily the case, which is kind of sad because I think it takes different perspectives. And so just because you're not the mom or the parent doesn't mean that you can't have a good influence and be there as, you know, a listening ear. Cause you know, kids don't necessarily want to listen to their parents all the time. Yeah. Depending on <laughs> the fact, they kind of ignore them. <laughs> right. At a certain age is literally tuned out. Like I, the, I know I can, I've had my uh, friends say like, I just said that exact same thing. Right. It, right. It's a different thing. And I think it's also being there for not only the, the kids, but the parents. Right. Because totally. they need that too. They need that outlet as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, to have that role has been beautiful. And I, ha- well, I have 11 nieces and nephews and then my nieces and nephews, most of them have kids. And so I have 13 great nieces and nephews and two, you know, parents, that parents need a break. And if I can just hang out with the baby or the kid or whatever for a little while, let's do it. And it's a, it's just about being there for everyone. And it's amazing how people always comment about, well, you never wanted kids or you don't have kids or whatever. I have so many kids. Totally. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Like, I have thousands of kids. <laughs> I'm good. Well, and that was, that, that this segues me into kind of backtracking to both of our stories, which is how we started this conversation is the stigma that you get. Again, I, I'm, now I'm in my mid-50s, but you know, 20, 25 years ago, uh, the questions were unending. Um, you know, and it starts with a lot. Again, these stigmas for yeah. women. Uh, are you dating? Okay, you're dating this long. Are you going to get married? Okay, you got married. Right. Now, when are you going to have kids? And that it's never ending. It's never ending. And it's like, it's like you just said, it's a chain. It's a chain reaction. Like, okay, boom, boom, boom. Like, yeah. This is what your life as a woman is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and people sometimes can't have kids. Or in our cases, we chose not to have kids. Right. And to be respectful of those different dynamics should be highlighted <laughs> in the world because you never know what people are going through and to, to bring it up um, could be a trigger for people. Oh gosh, sis. And you know, that, that goes under a couple things. One, my favorite two pieces of advice from Bob Newhart, which is stop it. <laughs> Pretty simple, right? And then there's also mind your business. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And, and it, it is just this odd curiosity uh, that, that I think people have. And then you add in social media mm. as well, where there's the keeping up with the Joneses or the keeping up with the families or the keeping up with the Pinterest. Some of my favorite things I've seen that happens on social media now is that people are just being so honest about how stuff's just a hot ass mess for them. Yeah. Um, especially now during, during this time um, with the pandemic, right? Yeah. And it's, we need to have, offer more grace. We need to, I mean, it's like, it's, it's a mess. It's crazy out there and the added stress of unnecessary questions. Um, It doesn't matter what you think my life should look like. This is what my life looks like. And let's, 
let's honor that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, again. I don't need any further uh, assistance from you. Thank you kindly. <laughs> I'm all good. <laughs> and if you guys uh, please go and follow Louisa because she has uh, the hashtag make kind loud. And if you think that what she's saying now is really uh, salient and kind, just wait till you follow her. Cause she keeps, I, I have to go to Louisa a lot just to calm my cranky ass down and be like, mm, I'm a roundhouse kick. Some of, you know, where is my bazooka? There is, or my you know, my flamethrower, or my dragon, or the whole thing. Um, what are some some of the just? Let's just put it out there. What are some of the rudest circumstances you've had about that? About about not having kids? I got a couple, but I want to hear yours. Just some of the dumbest questions you've been asked. Let's just put that out there. Um. Yeah. So when I was in my twenties and thirties, it was fine. But I'm forty three. And people are still like, um, you know, the clock is ticking. And I'm like, the clock has topped. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> the clock batteries are done. The clock is stuck at the same time. And I'm good with that. Yeah, the clock, there's no clock. The clock is gone. Do you and really, it, isn't that something? It is, it is. Mm -hmm. and, and when you have, because I love like pregnant women. Like I love just everything. And I want to- They're so magical. Yes. I mean, I whether they feel it or not, they do, they're magic. It's magic. Exactly. And so a lot of my cousins were having babies and, you know, my mom, you know, my aunts, they were always like, you know, you could be next. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't be next. <laughs> like, can I just not- be happy for this person right uh -huh. here like what do you just because i'm really enamored <laughs> with pregnant women does not mean i want to be pregnant myself yeah <laughs> it's so funny you could be next i'm sorry i'm still sitting on that right. one you could yeah. be next uh no thank you <laughs> i don't even think a nativity scene is going to make that happen right now folks like that's a hard stop no right right exactly exactly there there is something definitely to be said for discomfort at someone else's comfort level on something you think is supposed to be the norm yeah exactly and that's 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 Say that one more time. I, I can't. <laughs> I'm going to have to just... It, it, there is... Let me see if I'll, I'll piece it. There is, a, there is a discomfort level, and we see so many people do that. I mean, I, I had a friend. I'm going to bring her on the show at some point. She talks about um, quitting drinking mm. and the discomfort level that people would just try to talk her into is so odd, but it is of like, I'm not comfortable that you're okay with that. Yes. And that's the... Like, they don't understand that. And, and that so you're not explaining or you're not making like, well, you know, excuses or something. Right. And, you know, at the beginning, um, the beginning of my childbearing years, <laughs> <laughs> I would try to, I'm like, I just don't want to, you know, whatever. And now it's like, I'm not even going to answer the question because why, why are you asking me? Yeah. First of all. And like, what, what is the benefit of this question? Why do you are need you, to know? Why do you need to know? Mm -hmm. And I under I kind of understand it from my mom's point of view because she is my mom. Yeah. However, she should know by now. <laughs> yeah. Just that, it's like it's like the old the old limb that's still there and she's just scratching it. And you're like, no, right, mom, it's gone. Right. There's that is no no babies are coming. And and her thing is is like, well, I just want you to be able to feel what it feels like to grow a child, which I'm sure it's beautiful. And I'm, I'm sure, sure that it's everything, cool. I'm sure it's amazing. Um, but that's not how I want to roll. And, and it's just, 
like be respectful of that. Yes. Yes. And, and then, uh, gosh, I just love the phrase. And I know you use this, use this a lot. It's like, are, are you, are you happy? Are you feeling good? When you're not feeling good, let me know. Until then, you just, mm, just get that going. And there really is a very difficult thing about that particular piece of saying that's part of being a woman. Yeah. I got the periods and now I got the menopause. I got the woman thing down, folks. <laughs> you I know? got it down. <laughs> totally. I remember my... Uh, uh, and our, our family is just incredibly prolific. So my mother is the oldest of nine mm-hmm. and then my father's youngest of seven. So there's just, there's just Vosses and Maros all over the, the world here is the, the, the um, family names. And I remember my grandmother is who I'm going to be when I get that age. Cause she's feisty. She said, she's like, how come you, you just question me about the kid things? I said, grandma, look at, let me tell you something. We got plenty going on here. Like, just take a look around. I'm, I'm, yeah. all, I'm all full up on the crazy. So, um, yeah, it's just interesting when, when the, they're, like, surrounded by progeny and, like, I think we're all good. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> literally, we could live the same life because my mom is the oldest of 16. And so, and, yeah, and I'm the youngest. That's, like, uh, both of my dad, my mom's yeah. just families, right? Hey. And so the funny thing is, is that my grandma and my mom uh, at times were pregnant at the same time. Because my, my, my idea was pumping out the babies, okay? She was pregnant 15 times. She had one set of twins. And so she had she birthed 15 times. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a lot of birthing. <laughs> I, I almost feel like lineage-wise, it got passed down to us. And so we're like, nope, I feel like I went through it, you know? Yeah. It's just my so own. I have a ton of cousins. I have, you know, I have, there's a lot of us. Yeah. But I'm with you. Like, we, we're good. There's, there's a lot of us. So yeah. One more from me is not going to matter. <laughs> so, right. So it's just, yeah, we're really full up on this over here, folks. So I know it's, it's so true. But what I love, and this is something I know that you're coming to in your early 40s, and I started to at your age as well, is the, the feel of the matriarch still. And yeah. um, when I was able to, to, again, to put those two words together of um, – feeling uh, a position of leadership. Now, it's funny. I told you I, I was looking up some different things. There are some societies still in the world that have like all matriarchal or matrilineal is the fun phrase that I saw, which is when uh, titles and property yeah. and uh, things are passed down through the mother's line as well. I, I love that we can embrace this in our different families and be like, no, you know, that wasn't... Um, uh, that wasn't, again, I love that we're, both of us have been like, no, nah, I'm still okay with not having kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will tell you, I, nope, still good. Um, <laughs> and I've even asked myself that because I, I uh, did, was married a long time ago and um, wanted to have kids, didn't work out and try like a little bit of the turkey based reaction. Yeah, I'm putting it out there. Um, and then didn't get pregnant and it was on all these, these, um, yeah. Uh, different drugs. And I was like, I was a crazy woman. I was one time I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good to go. And this, I think I was like 34 or 35. And I was so grateful and I still am. And it's not to take away from other people's pain to not feel right. the, the sorrow uh, about it or regret. Mm. I'm like, nope, still good. And I see, you know, the friends that I see them now, my age having kids that are having kids and, you know, their grandparents and it just, I love it for them. I do. I do too. And I'm just like, that is so beautiful. And I love, I love your kids in everything. Like I, I'm the person 
who is just, I just love everyone, right? Yes. <laughs> and so yes. if you're happy and whatever you're choosing, amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just wish it was uh, the same um, in certain aspects of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that comes more from a respect thing, but in regards to being um, a matriarch, I love my 24 nieces and nephews and they are just amazing. And I have basketball babies who one of them had a baby and that's my grandson. And what, Oh, what gets my goat. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. I'm glad I mentioned my grandson because he is beautiful. Mm. You've seen the post. He's my grandson. I don't care what anyone says. Right. And someone literally said that when you were, I should have mentioned this earlier when you said, the cringing moment mm-hmm. was like, that's not your grandson. And I was like, but it is, that is my grandson. And she said, you haven't had a baby, so you can't have a grandson. And I was like, Oh boy, this okay. person better be glad I didn't see this comment. Cause you know how I get with the like, Ooh, yeah. tag me no, in says tag me in. This was an in-person conversation. Like Ooh. she had the audacity to say it to my face. Wow, that's, awesome. <laughs> that's, that's a bold broad right there. Right. And so I just stopped. To, I was like, you know what? I can't even have this conversation because if you don't even understand the relationship that I have with his mother, then how do you not know that this is my grandson? Mm. And so it's. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. And I'm it almost, just. I'm almost crying right now because I, I was so infuriated by that comment, like. By the questioning. By the questioning of it. And to literally say that there's no way possible that that's your grandson. Because right. you have kids. And okay. why, why feel the need to take apart what is obviously an incredibly precious relationship? And she just wants to like, well, no, let me uh, let me help you with that. No, I'm good. Yeah. Still, still solid, solid found. That's hurtful. Yeah. It was very hurtful. Mm-hmm. And especially from the person that it came from, um, because I am a, you know, she has a, a child and I'm a huge supporter of her child so it's not like she doesn't understand the support that i give right it would be different if it was someone who didn't understand but sure or just kind of came rolling in or i didn't know you had kids or something like that and then then you got to say no it's it's not but um yeah i think that kind of bs needs to stop folks yeah yeah and it's yeah so yeah i think uh (laughs) wow that's bad that's a good one sis you got me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you top you top that one, and that's a that's a recent one too. You know, you that's, it was very point. recent. Yeah, sure, sure. I've I've suppressed it, and you you're, you're bringing it out. <laughs> yeah, right. It's up and out though, sissy, up and out because it sounded like you handled it too. And then I think you know that's why we want to have these conversations though with with what our experiences. So one, we can give it a voice of what we've experienced in the past, and then two, try to break that cycle. Yeah, and that's the part of it is. People may not understand it, but to have conversations like these and to, to open it up, then maybe then you could understand, um, get a glimpse of why we've chosen this life and how it's impacted us and, and it affected us because I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I enjoy the position that I have in all of the lives that I've been able to touch over the years. Yeah. It's, and it's, so I can't even imagine what the the Google or Yelp reviews you would get as an auntie, <laughs> as an entity. And so they got to give you get all the reviews. It'd be like five star, five star, five star. Aww. 
I, I, I hope so. I hope so. I think so too. I'm sure there'd be a day when it's like a two star or three star because if oh, you get all yeah. the ice cream they wanted, but come on, that's, that's a passing fad. But I, I do love the idea too of us coming into that so that, um, uh, we can let other women know that as well. That was one, another part of our conversation is how society is pitting us against one another. Yeah. I'm enough of that bullshit too. Okay, folks, I'm not buying into that anymore. And, and uh, one of the ways I realized I went to a conference a couple of years ago and it was one that I absolutely love and it's for uh, green brands and blogs. And I noticed even in the curriculum, there seemed to be um, either this either or Mm. Type of thing. And I'd mm. really like to, it's, it's been something I've actively been working on as well. So that it's not of a poof, didn't have kids. Whew, glad I dodged that bullet. Yeah. When I see somebody with a kid that's having a meltdown, I'm like, oh, I can't imagine how hard that is. But then also like lifting them up, like, hey, can I get you something? Can I help you with something? Yeah. Because the thing I see more than anything is like um, the, the judgment either, um, and sometimes that's even in headlines of like what women say to one another. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we can be childless and, and supportive as well and not feel like, oh, I don't count because I didn't have kids or you don't count because you're not handling things well. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, I often say that we belong to each other. And so when, if you see someone is struggling mm-hmm. and their child is having a meltdown, well, the parent is also having a meltdown because they're dealing with a meltdown and then they're cognizant of what's happening around them that people are, you know, judging them <laughs> because yeah. of their parenting skills. And so it's, it's about lifting each other up and it's, it's not about pitting each other against each other. Mm-hmm. I saw something, a meme that said something about um, the face you make when someone who doesn't have kids offers advice or something like that. I'm like, like what that, can we just be in this together? Yeah. <laughs> There is a difference, though, between b- between offering advice and then being judgmental. If that's it, case, it goes I, both ways. Yeah, I I know that meme is based on on something because of you know just like aren't aren't you unhappy because you never had kids? Don't you know that if you did this and this, like that's where just the helpful yeah. piece for uh, for all of us is is really good. But then again, not buying into kind of what society has set it up of the either or. Yeah. Yeah. It's not either or it's where we're here together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say with this pandemic, sis, we're going to start seeing a lot more unifying. That's what I'm putting out into the world, unifying of um, the responsibilities or, or to help each other because now with the way things are, the lot of the, even the niceties have been pulled off because people still aren't back at school. They're trying to keep themselves healthy. They're still trying to work and do the whole thing. So this kind of unification is needed even more. Especially now, because I mean, it's, it's going to take those villages to pop back up because yes. parents are going to have to start going back to work. And sometimes the kids aren't allowed to go back to school. So what happens then? And so it's important to, to create you a village if you don't have one innately mm-hmm. um, and just to rely on each other, because that's, that's, that's the point of it all. And really it is for the kid. And so if we want this world to be better and, and kinder and gentler for the kid, then we need to come together as adults. Yeah. Um, and that's everyone, the parents, the, you know, everyone <laughs> needs to come oh, together yeah. and make this world better. And so we may never see it, but hopefully we've laid some kind of um, foundation 
yeah. for them and then they can um, have a better life. I think so too. One of the things that I, I looked at too is again with the matrilineal and the matriarchy, there was another one. Um, let me see if I wrote it down because you're going to love it. Hold on a second. I think it was the word, oh man, now I can't find it. It was, it was like basically the word for a female uh, ruler and it's kind of like something GYN leader or something like that. I was like, oh man, that's awesome. I thought that was <laughs> sounded a little weird when I first saw it, but maybe it's because we're just, you know, we're just not used to it at all. Right. um, I want to invite that too, because when I was looking up a lot of the history of matriarchal villages, a lot of it was saying that the females actually were the ones that were had multiple partners. It was not this, you know, linear relationship thing, kind of working the numbers, as they say. (laughs) But then what's interesting is so then the females were part of raising that and then it would be the males within that family of the mm-hmm. mother, right? Okay. So same yeah. thing. Like, let's say if the, the, the man had had kids with one woman, but then she, her, she and her family are off taking care of it. And then he's part of this matriarchal lineage over here that's taking care of that family. I love that. And I wanted to bring that up to invite the men again, don't come rolling in here thinking that's just as, you know, us talking as women and we don't want you part of it. Um, that can go for uh, patriarchal or childless men who can be leaders within their community. Yeah. And I think it's important to have both to, especially because today uh, often, more often than not, we have single parent homes. And so it's important to have um, those men step up and women as well so that the child can have both uh, perspectives because we know sure. we think, we think differently, and so it, and it's okay. We do, and, and that's again that's part of it. Like just everybody, calm down now. Let everybody kind of bring their own uh, their own gear into it and their own perspective. <laughs> right, <laughs> intended. That's what she said. And this was, oh, thank you. <laughs> We're gonna try and fit that in in every show. Again, that's what she said. <laughs> Bringing your gear. Uh, yeah. I'll bring- <laughs> I love that. I love the one of my favorite means. Don't come in here bringing your bullshit. Oh, here comes me with my bullshit. Right. Here I come, skipping along. Absolutely. <laughs> Something else that we'll uh, eventually have a show on too is what is called the the gap between the great divide between working moms and childless women of the facts that, and this is even an older report of the motherhood penalty. Um, we're going to cover that. Mm-hmm. If anybody's listening to this and would like to pop in on that too for some other shows, that would be great to know. Lowest wages averaged $13,000 less than wages for fathers, for mothers. This was five years ago, some of the stats wow. that I'm doing. So, you know, these gaps, uh, we got to knock this shit off. Okay, there you go. Yeah. How about, how about I just dumb it down to that, sis? You just got to knock it out. We have to. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, before we go, tell me real quick about some of the great uh, things that you have going on that's putting more kindness into the world. Well, every morning I show up and do my morning motivation. It's just something to get you going, something to think, something to think about. Um, everyone needs a little joy. And really, my Facebook, my social media is all about putting out as much joy as possible. So when you come to my page, you can 
leave just with a little smile. Yes. (laughs) I do that. Like, that's what I do throughout the day is I have different prompts or whatnot just to leave you with a good smile. And then I have a kindness summit that's coming up next year. It's going to be in April. Don't have the date set yet, but it's going to be the second kindness summit with bringing in speakers and just talking about how to make this world a better place and what we can do because the time is now we can't wait any longer. Yeah. The practical steps that you give to everybody every day is so wonderful. And then to put together an actual event about it, need it. (laughs) Needed it. Thank you. One thing I think you definitely do is focus on community. You focus on strengths. And the, the phrase I want to leave you all with, it's something that you and I love, is we, we, want, we love to revere and not to fear. And I would love for people to be revering one another so much more than fearing the differences and uh, feeling left out when you think you're not part of something. I think the yeah. inclu- inclusivity is the ticket. Agreed. Thank you for joining me. Go follow Louisa, you guys. You'll see everything in the show notes. Thanks for joining me, Sissy. Love you. Love you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to episode five of Shit We Don't Talk About. That's a topic that does not get talked about often enough, and I hope that opened up your mind just a little bit. We're all in this together, and giving each other grace when it comes to personal decisions will bring us all even closer. Go matriarchs. When I didn't ask Louisa what her favorite swear word is because she really never curses. It's part of her brand. Make sure to follow Louisa at makekindloud.com. If you like this episode, please do all the things. Like, share with your friends, subscribe, and ooh, leave a review, especially if it's a nice one. If you really like the podcast and you want to show it, head on over to shitwedonttalkaboutpodcast.com. Click on the patrons button and become a full-time supporter of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye.